0: Today I spoke with Tim about his spiritual journey and awakening experience. To contact us or for more information, you can email spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Barrens.
0: I'm Laurie Hewitt. And, and this, this is Spirit Road. Road. Tim, here we are again doing our spirit road podcast how are you
1: i'm doing well thank you i'm glad good to be
0: here. so today i'm really excited because i want to talk about kundalini which i don't know very much about at all and i know you've had an experience with that energy and i'm wondering if you'd be willing to share that today
1: I would love to. I I think uh, what I'd like to do is talk about the experience itself, because there are so many maybe different interpretations of what that energy is and what that means. And quite honestly, even having had an experience with it, I can't say that I can speak to the traditional understandings of it um, as it might fit into certain cultures or practices. But in a way, I think that's kind of interesting in that I had the experience without having that understanding, and and some some might hear my experience and they might even argue that that that's not what happened for me, but I, but I can share a little bit about what did happen and why I I came to the conclusion that what happened for me was a spontaneous kundalini awakening,
0: which as I was doing some reading, wonderful Google about mm-hmm. kundalini. Is that that can actually happen to people? And apparently, Kundalini is an energy that lives at the base of our spine. And in some, you know some face um, Hinduism, some of those believe it's a divine feminine energy that lives at that base of spine. And a lot of people go their whole lives and never have it awakened and have it move through us. Others have it spontaneously. And it can apparently be a pretty powerful experience. And some of the things I read was that you were really encouraged to work with a teacher or a guru to help you understand and to help awaken that and work with that energy if that's what you wanted to do. So having it spontaneously and coming out on the other side intact, if you will, um, is pretty remarkable. So it's a very powerful energy Tell us your story. How did this happen for you? And what was that like?
1: Yeah, where to begin? I think on some level now that I believe that everything that happens to us happens for a reason, that in in a way that we have chosen the experiences that we have, or at least some of those experiences in this life, and in a sense that we've also chosen to have those experiences with other souls or other people, that people come into our lives to teach us lessons or to reflect things that we're learning. I. I didn't have a a strong spiritual practice at the end of 2018. I I mean I certainly had beliefs about things but I had not had a lot of direct experience of anything. And the start of my story is 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 one I'll probably move past quickly because it involves another person. I had a recognition experience with someone where we had a conversation and we we knew each other but not that well. And and there, it was almost like a, a almost like a download between people because we had this conversation and we started sharing things that felt very strange and unusual that we were sharing them with each other. Even remember saying a couple points, we both said, "Why am I sharing this with you? I don't understand what's happening." And um, and it, and it became this talking about art and spirit and why we were here and what we wanted to see happen in this life, and. And so that happened, and I went on with my day, and and kind of had moved past that, and was back into my routine. And that that night, I was standing in the shower, and th- there was nothing that really happened prior to this, but I, I was just standing there, and it was almost—I would describe it as if someone flipped a switch. One moment everything felt normal, and the next, the entire world around me was vibrating and in movement. And and I and I look back on that moment a lot, trying to figure out how to describe it or how to even wrap my head around what was happening. And I think now it wasn't that I was feeling like the world was vibrating. It was more that my senses had moved beyond themselves. And I was I had the awareness of the air and the water and the tiles of the shower and the door of the shower. And and I remember being very confused and Afterwards, I don't really remember what happened in the moments after that shower. But for about three months after that, I had progressive feelings of these vibrations. And of course, I didn't even have the term kundalini at the time. I just knew that something had changed. But I remember feeling moments where it was like there was electricity moving up my spine or that I had so much energy moving through my body that I just wanted to dump it into the earth.
0: Did you do some grounding at that point to help some of that energy to ground?
1: I don't think at that point, I really knew what grounding mm-hmm. meant. I mean, yeah. I really, I, I I had had a meditative practice prior to this and, and, but I, I really didn't have anything in the way of discipline around that. So, I mean, grounding was kind of a new concept to me at the time. And you hear about, you hear about kundalini sickness. I, some people will have, will have a, practice where they try and awaken this energy and it moves up through the chakras and it becomes a um some might say like a burning of karma and uh something that you carry between lives. And for others it's 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 a it's a breath work and a practice that you move through to have more energy and more spiritual awareness. And then for some people it just happens spontaneously in that way that it did for me. And it becomes so overwhelming. And there's such a paradigm shift that goes with it because I was seeing synchronicities and having mm-hmm. having metaphysical experiences and questioning my sanity as it was all happening. Um, so this Kundalini sickness is this inability to integrate these new things and to really understand what's happening to you. And it just becomes overwhelming and your body reacts in such a way that it becomes very physical. And
0: it sounds really disorienting. And how did you navigate that? to come back to some balance.
1: Well, and I, I had, you know, I have a degree in psychology. So the first thing I did moment one from that happening was trying to self-diagnose and say, what, you know, what if I had a break from reality, <laughs> uh, what do I do with this? How do I talk about it? Who, I, who do I need to seek help with? I actually did go in the, in the months that followed, I went to a couple of different therapists. Um, I found one who was more open to metaphysical experiences, but but with the intention of them finding out that something was wrong with me. And and in those cases, they didn't. At the time, I was married to someone who was also a psychologist. And I think for me, that was a challenge to know how to talk about it because I was very fearful of what was happening. And so as far as navigating it, and I think that speaks to the kundalini sickness as well, is like I, I didn't. I was often in tears and I would often excuse myself from the room because the the intensity of it was so great. Um, and I was trying trying to hide this from the people in my life. So about two two or three months in, I, I had a night where where things were particularly intense. And I went to sleep that night and I, I had a dream where someone came to me. In my memory, I would describe them as 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 probably Middle Eastern, dark complected black hair, kind, kind eyes. I remember this, and and I remember saying to him. When when he came came up, I was this is too much, I can't I can't do this anymore. What what can I do? Can you help me? And I was in this place of almost pleading, and and he spoke to me, and, and I, I I woke up with this with his voice and, and the word in my head of ashram, and and I know that I have, I had heard that word before. It was in my psyche somewhere, but I had no idea what it meant. But it felt important enough that I wrote it down and then i went back to sleep and that next morning i woke up and at some point in the morning i was struggling again and and i i i found the word and i i i googled it and the first two things that came up one was a kundalini yoga studio in ashram here in kansas city and i remember that my first reaction to that was i this, if this is about working with energy that is the last place i want to go because there's so much of of it the last thing i want to do is is bring up more of it so I so I went to listing number two, which was a Reiki Tumo group, and it described it as a form of Reiki that deals both both with Reiki, traditional Reiki as we know it, and then with Kundalini energy, and they promote a safe Kundalini awakening, where part of their attunement process is to open these channels within us so that energy can more flow more gently. and And that group happened to be meeting 15 minutes from when I found the listing. And, 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 I had been dealing with synchronicity for months before that. So I was, I was aware that there were signs in the air, so to speak. And I jumped in my car and I went to this and in, in, in another bit of synchronicity, that particular day, only one person showed up other than myself. And it was someone who had been attending for a long time. And so I ended up getting to have about an hour and a half conversation with him about about Reiki Tumo and, and, and my experiences and and how that might relate. And that was where I first learned the terms spontaneous Kundalini awakening. Wow. And, and so I was intrigued and this was a whole new world. And, and, and it seemed like this might be a path for learning how to manage it a little bit more. And, and I went home and the next week they had another meeting. I was the only person that showed up. And this time it was the head of the group here in Kansas city who, um, and I had another Uh, A one-on-one session about what had happened to me. And then, and then in another bit of synchronicity after that, they happened to be having workshops the following week where some of the teachers, I believe they come from Singapore. That's where they're kind of based that they were, they were going to be here doing the, doing the three-day workshops. And, and so the next week I'm attending the workshops and getting attuned to Reiki Tumo and magically things got better. And speaking of this gentle awakening, and so, so when you see that, when you see the snakes, uh, you know, how it's portrayed, I think that it's portrayed that way because, in a lot of ways, physically, that's actually what that energy will feel like as it moves through you. And, and, I, and after I had had the attunements, that became more pronounced. I became more sensitive to it and also had the awareness, though, that we have these, the Shashumna or these, these energy channels that move through us. And I can almost think of it like a water hose where I had this energy moving from the base of my spine through the crown of my, you know, my head. And um, if I would sleep curled up in a ball, um, I would wake up sometimes in the middle of the night feeling like I had this incredible pressure in me that needed to be released. And I would straighten myself out. And it would be almost like if you think about when you turn a water bottle over and there's the chug, chug kind of um, back and forth as the water escapes, it would feel like that energetically where this energy would be escaping from me. So, it, it, I mean, it's interesting to talk about because I can't really tell you, I can't tell you it's history. I can't tell you a lot about um, the origins and the beliefs behind it. And other than that, you know, there there are different ones out there, but can really only just talk about having this experience and then finding a modality that that helped me navigate it and terms around it that resonated for me. I think after after that too, I discovered there was an author, I, her name is Bonnie Greenwell, who had interviewed hundreds if not thousands of people who had had awakening experiences, and some of them would be classified maybe as kundalini awakenings. And, and remember just being opened up to this whole new world of, of things and finding that something that felt so mystical and metaphysical in fact is a common experience or more common than one would imagine that we have. So, so we have these, these constructs or these ideas about what's real in our day-to-day world. And then we have these other experiences that you almost put into this, the metaphysical realm. But what I was discovering is that what happened to me was very much a, I would say a natural process of quote unquote awakening and of having Things from my past bubble up in ways that I needed to deal with them and, and finding finding just how much healing there was within me that needed to happen in order for me to fulfill or to to step into who I really am meant to be as a person in this life. And I'm still in that process.
0: How has your life shifted or changed since that initial experience, do you think?
1: Well, and I I, I might speak a little bit about... So to take a step back from the Kundalini aspects and to speak of it more generally as an awakening experience, mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things that happened outside of the energetic and physical sensations that were occurring is that I, I became very aware of the fluidity of life, of synchronicities, um, you know, the the numbers that would show up, and and not just that they would show up on a regular basis, but I would start to notice the thoughts that were happening in my head when I when I saw them, almost like these were messages to affirm that what was happening in my inner world was happening with purpose. And it was an unfolding process that was leading me to a different understanding of this world and this life and why I was here and what I was meant to learn and grow and heal from. So in the midst of that, I was having dreams that felt like visitations where where I, I would be visited and given messages. And I was experiencing what people refer to as downloads, which I'd never heard that term before. I didn't know what it meant. But when it happened, I was like, oh, this is a download. Flashes of symbols and ideas and pictures and movement and things that were not coming directly from me, but they were being inserted into my awareness a lot of times at night. And I would wake up in the morning feeling like Things had shifted like I had been traveling in my sleep. And and I, I could talk for a long time about the strangeness of those experiences. And, it, and at the same time, though, I still have within me a hesitation to to share some of them because they were so outside of my realm of experience that it sounds crazy for me to try and relate them to someone.
0: I think that's the hardest part for us as humans is... Our mind tells us we must be crazy because we're having these experiences, or we're having these thoughts, or we're seeing these symbols or these visions. And the reality is, it's not crazy at all. It's, it's us, like you say, awakening to our true nature and who we truly are as human beings and also souls. But as you're describing, it can also be really disorienting for people, I think, at times. And take some just getting used to, and kind of really stepping into it, and allowing it, and f- having perhaps someone help you navigate it at the beginning.
1: Right. So I think there were two things that happened for me, and 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 one of one of my desires and reasons for for being more active in the community now and speaking speaking to this more is that I had an awareness that at the time it can be so isolating to go through something like that. Yes. Because it does change the nature of your relationships. I, my I have a wonderful support group, friends that have been with me for years and and you know, and family that understands me and and loves me. and and at the same time, this was so outside the realm of anything I'd ever talked about or experienced before. I didn't know how to talk to them about it. And I didn't know what they would think of me because of it. And so, so I became more and more isolated while I was try- going through these experiences that were more intense than anything I had had happened to me before. And synchronistically, too, one thing that did happen, and I think this is a common experience too, is that as I became more open to the experiences themselves, I found that new people were coming into my awareness and into my my day to day that that I would call teachers and that they would come and they would have understandings of these things um even the people who attuned me to reiki tumo or gave me words to describe and normalize some of what i was going through and and made me realize that while we don't often talk about it i believe that we are all walking around having metaphysical experiences and things that are profound and life changing and there's this fear of how it will be received so we may very well be walking side by side with people who could relate. And that that has been my experience is that I become more vocal about these things. It also gives others permission to do the same. And I find out that my experiences are not as uncommon as I would have initially thought.
0: Exactly. And I think that's, to me, that's always the lesson I keep learning over and over again is that everyone around us is walking their own path and they will understand because they're having similar experiences or something that we can also learn from. Absolutely. Yeah. And what you said about once you were ready and open teachers appeared. And for me, it's about remaining conscious enough and, and open enough so that when those teachers do appear in our lives, we recognize them.
1: Right. And and I, I think I think where I'm at on this journey now is that enough time has passed and I've accepted, as you start to accept that these things that happen, it's almost like an invitation and an allowance for, for more to happen. Like I do believe that we're never given more than we can handle. Yes. And And there were points in the process too that I learned as I was learning to manage this where energetically things were so intense that it did feel like too much. And I started to learn in those moments I can ask. I can say this is too much. Can you? Can you? Can you stop? One could wonder who I'm asking. You know, am I speaking to my guides or or God or the creative consciousness or the source of this energy, whatever it would be? But finding that I could be more intentional in controlling my own experience and knowing that this is an unfolding process and it is happening in divine timing. These things. I, I think when someone has one of these experiences, it's never. It's never totally random. It's it, for for me, it was spontaneous and it was difficult, but I think it had to happen for me that way because I didn't have a practice. I didn't have a discipline and that time in my life to wake up to these things had, had come.
0: It sounds like at some level consciously or not, you were ready for it to occur.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so now part of my journey is continuing to work with ideas of acceptance and to f- more fully understand some of the words and terms that have come up, terms like surrender, what does that yeah. mean? you know? And, and I think surrender really has to do with acceptance or allowing yourself to have the experience of something without living in the expectation of what it means or where it's leading you and just to mm-hmm. be led.
0: You know, you said something a little earlier about when things would get so intense you you learned and figured out that you could ask for it to stop or to slow down. And I think that's a key point for any of us on this journey is that we're we're in charge in a sense and that we can slow it down if it seems a little overwhelming or we can ask them to stop in that moment to give us time to sort of catch our breath.
1: Absolutely. And and even speaking to I, I have the awareness as I talk about this, especially using terms like kundalini, mm-hmm. that that there is a great and longstanding tradition behind that yes. that I that I don't have a lot of awareness of. But for for me, the comfort of knowing that others have shared in this experience has been enough. And then I'm focusing on my own practice of meditation and journaling and really doing inner child work and shadow work. Things that I was aware of before, but now I'm more intentional about where it may be that this might happen for someone and they really could sink into the d- tradition and find teachers and and read and and understand in such a way that their experience fits into the greater context of, of you know, where those terms have come from. I think there are options and certainly, you know, and, and it all begins with just being able to take those first steps of trying to talk about it. Take those first steps of seeking community, sharing, asking for, for help, guidance, maybe guiding others just through, through that modeling, mm-hmm. talking about those experiences too. Yeah,
0: I agree. Thank you for sharing because I think this will go a long way in perhaps helping someone who might be having a similar experience and thinking those same thoughts, am I crazy and what do I do now?
1: Yeah, thank you, and and I guess as we wrap up here, I would just share that I would say if someone is, someone has had, a, let's just use the general term an awakening experience, and they feel like they're they're isolated or alone, then yeah, that that it, that it's okay to reach out. That this is mm-hmm. why this is why we're here. This is why we're doing this. This is why we're participating in the awkwardly Zen community. It's just that, as they would say there, the spiritual path is vast. And there was a lot to explore and understand, and and I think that it's so much easier when we can do that together.
0: I totally agree. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for coming on and sharing today.
1: Thank this you. was great. It's good to see you.
0: You too.